Blog Talk Radio. Are you tired of being sheep? Well, so is he. Get a friend, get informed, and get involved. It's We Are Not Cattle Radio. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to We Are Not Cattle Radio. I'm your host, Jake Counts, coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia, and with me riding shotgun today, my boy, Daryl Young, formerly from Atlanta, now the head producer at the Adam Kokesh, Adam vs. the Man podcast. Daryl, thanks for coming on board, man. Thanks for having me, brother. Hello, everybody. Oh, man. Once again, Daryl is a fellow thought criminal, everyone. He does know that the Federal Reserve is private. He does know that we're owned by a bunch of corporations. And he does know that the District of Criminals, excuse me, the District of Columbia is not out for our best interest. And that is one of the topics for the show today is the actual march that Adam is planning on Washington. And and Daryl, you know, I think that you know, me personally, I like you and I were talking about right before we went on air. I listened to I listened to Alex Jones in the interview with Adam, and it's so funny. You know, I've been ever, even before you started working for him, I sort of followed him, and you know, I've done some little you know piddly stuff for his show, you know, behind the scenes. But he he comes off as so cogent and so coherent, and then Alex Jones is this you know kind of, you know, bull in a china shop. He's so he's so overwhelmed with everything that he he can't even control himself to give to give Adam a straight answer about coming to the event. So, Daryl, for all the people that don't know out there, which I highly doubt that you don't know about the event because it was actually in USA Today, and I'm going to read a little bit of that article and just show you how they spin it a little bit. So, Daryl, tell us about the march, how this came about. I mean, you're in the you're in the behind the scenes. I mean, Give us give us the real quick, you know, the inside baseball, but not too inside baseball. How did this all come about? Uh, as most people already know, Virginia is an open carry state where the District of Columbia is not. So, you know. You course, almost said District of Criminals. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they, they are a District of Criminals, nothing but criminals. The, only the criminals are allowed to walk around with firearms. So that is one of the reasons why we're, you know, marching out there with our firearms to let them know that. If the criminals can walk around with firearms, so can we, the law-abiding citizens. So, you know, we just we just got fed up because, you know, nobody's protecting our gun rights. They're always saying guns are bad, guns are bad, but only the criminals are carrying guns, whether it's criminals on the streets or our politicians. So we decided, hey, let's get together, let's rally, and, you know, let's, let's march to D.C. Right, you know, and as a course of civil disobedience to teach to teach the – the um the red carpeters the 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 arbiters of our freedom as they like to present themselves as was really they're the exact opposite selling us out to globalism and and the North American Union and all of it you know uh, I think that here Daryl this is what I was telling you about right before we went on air so let me read this because this will really encapsulate 
what is going on here and, and what is happening with the sheep of this country. I mean, we we really do. Ladies and gentlemen, for those of you that don't know, the corporate mainstream media is not your buddy. It is not there to inform you. It is not there to teach you what right and wrong is. It is to manipulate you for corporate interests, by corporate interests, and for the sole benefit of corporate interests, not for you, the citizen. So what has happened is the big demonization rollout campaign of the the anti-gunners using the bodies of the Sandy Hook shooting, standing on the bodies of the dead kids, Obama high-fiving the kids, saying, I'm going to get the guns, you know, we're high-fiving, and then the Aurora shooting and all of it. So what does this all mean? Now, this actually comes from the L.A. Times, and, and as weird as that may sound, the L.A. Times is probably one of the most liberal <laughs> publications on the planet. <laughs> but here is here is the epitome of the brainwashing to the masses. So what I founded this show for, it was kind of like a spinoff of the Alex Jones, except I'm not going to sit here and rant and rave at you. I just want to present you with facts, and I want you to formulate your own opinion, because once you start seeing the facts, that you'll start researching this stuff for yourself, and you'll come to the same conclusion that everybody does. The Rockefeller Foundation, the Carnegie Foundation, the Ford Foundation, all those guys pretty much run everything. It's a global domination scheme, whatever. Just you know, seek it on your own time. We do not have that much time on the show today. So here is the, the headline of the article, and I just have one of those magic you know, pop-ups pop up. Gun crime has plunged, but Americans think it's up, study says. Gee, I wonder why. Maybe because you guys hype it every five minutes that we got to get the guns, we got to get the guns, guns are wrong, guns are bad, guns you – know, everything, it, nothing, nobody ever protects himself with a gun. It's always guns are committing crimes. So here is what the article says. I'm just going to read a few paragraphs, and I want Daryl to chime in on this. Gun crime has plunged in the United States since its peak in the mid-1990s, which all of us in in the pro-liberty, pro-gun movement were screaming and yelling at the very beginning. It's like, hey, gun crimes dropped like 45%. I mean, violent crimes have dropped like 60%, and that's the FBI's own statistics, and yet – you know, the liberal media just keeps rolling out. No, no, we got to get – listen, don't you want your kids to be safe? Just just let them – Daryl, don't you want your daughters to be safe? Just just let them take my guns, and then they'll be safe. Of course, uh, and I'm going to defend them with my firearms. I'm not going to depend <laughs> on the government for protection. <laughs> you can't wait the seven and a half minutes after you call 911 for somebody to show up your house if somebody's robbing your house? You can't wait that seven and a half minutes? Maybe seven. Okay, maybe. All right. <laughs> Another thought criminal here. And continuing, so few Americans are aware of the dramatic drop, except for the ones that actually read and are informed and are trying to fight all the gun grabbers and the global agenda going on right under our noses with the taxation of the internet and all of it. And more than half believe that gun crime has risen because they sit there and watch television all day and docudramas and just you know shake in their boots because there's terrorists everywhere. They're all over the place. According to a newly released study by the Pew Research Center, which they're pretty credible, in less than two decades, the gun murder rate has been nearly cut in half. I bet Pierce Morgan would deny that. Other gun crimes have fallen sharply, paralleling a, a broader drop in violent crimes committed with or without guns. So, and then I'm going to continue the paragraph, and then we're going to just uh, just elaborate from here. Violent crime dropped steeply during the 1990s and has fallen dramatically since the turn of the millennium. The number of gun killings has dropped 29 or 39 percent, excuse me, between 1993 and 2011. The Bureau of Justice Statistics. Oh my God, they're actually quoting the Bureau of Justice Statistics. This is crazy. 
in in the separate report that was released on Tuesday. Gun crimes were fatal. Fall, gun crimes that were fatal fell by seventy percent. However, guns still remain the most common murder weapon in the United States. The report noted. Now, of course, I mean, there's we've got like over a hundred million of them. Of course, they're going to be the most. Between 1993 and 2011, more than two out of three murders in the U.S. were carried out with guns. The Bureau of Justice's own statistics. The Bureau also looked into non-fatal violent crimes. Few victims of such crimes, less than 1%, reported using a firearm to defend themselves. Oh, so here's the spin. Despite the remarkable drop in gun crime, only 12% of Americans surveyed said gun crime has declined compared to two decades ago, according to Pew, which had surveyed more than 900 adults this spring, probably all in Southern California where nobody wants guns or anything. I just want people to get, you know, taxes raised and, and just get completely ripped off by the establishment. Twenty six said that they would about stay the same and fifty six percent thought it had increased. So Daryl, there we go. The mainstream media has done their job. They have pushed the agenda of the White House out into the little sheeple of the world that have been trained, yes, you've been classically conditioned since kindergarten through 12th grade to regurgitate and repeat. And the people that regurgitate and compete or repeat the best are the best, quote-unquote, students. Those are the ones that go into the Ivy League schools and all of that. People that are free thinkers are usually associated with some kind of um, laziness or you have a problem with authority or what they refer to now as oppositional defiance disorder, which means that you have a problem with authority. Yeah, because I'm a sovereign and I own my own body and my own life. So, Daryl, what do you make of all this? What do you make of of the media coming out and saying, well, gun crime's down, yeah, but – you know, less than one percent actually defending themselves using a firearm. What do you make of all this? Well, just recently it came out that the three most dangerous neighborhoods is located in the city of Detroit, where they have strict gun laws. Mm -hmm. Why is it in the state of Virginia is not murder capital? Because it's an open carry state. Mm -hmm. We will we will shoot a criminal down if they try to attack us. That's why you know if guns are evil, why are there not people dying every day in Virginia? Why is it not on the news every day that people are shooting people? Just randomly because you know they're they're crazy. How should I phrase it? Uh, intoxicated criminals. You know mm -hmm. we're the criminals because you know like Eric Erickson said, making fun of the Ron Paul supporters. We're just in our parents' basement smoking weed, not doing anything. We are the ones that are blowing up buildings, uh, killing kids with with spy drones. We are the criminals. Yep. And Eric Erickson is also the one that came out and said that Alex Jones is a Russian agent. I mean, dude. Come on. If Alex Jones is a Russian agent, if he's a if he's a Russian spy, then then I am then I am Daryl's biological brother. And if you guys have ever seen us next to each other, you know that that is absolutely impossible. <laughs> That's so wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Got to keep it light and fun, man. Because if oh, I don't wait. use if I don't use Gallo's humor in these times, I'm gonna drive myself crazy. When I first started the broadcast, I did it really. Really succinct, got into the news, gave breakdowns and all that stuff. But what I'm finding, Daryl, is that humor is actually going to be my best weapon against all this craziness. Because once we start talking about how silly and how stupid all this stuff is and making fun of it, I think that we're going to have something there. And then that's where the – for some reason, I don't know what it is about – mainstream people but if you laugh at them they get really they don't like being laughed at they like being in their little comfort zone and what david ike says that they have this 
they have this um they have this shield of impenetrability like if i just follow these little steps and i just do what i'm told then nobody's ever going to bother me and nobody's ever going to harm me and all these things and the prime example of that i was watching my local news the other day daryl you're going to love this and there was a um a, the cop shot a guy outside of the mall evidently he tried to steal a car so the cops opened fire on him which is you know completely Understandable, I guess, after he rammed well, he, into like four cars. Was he uh, putting anybody's life at, at risk or in danger? Or was uh, just they, the well, the story's kind of conflated. It's like, you know, the guy takes off in a car, hits a couple of cars, and it's in a mall, so I can understand that. But okay. you're probably, you're probably going to do more damage with just random bullets flying than you are with, you know, somebody ramming a car into another car. But that's a side issue. So here is what really got me. At the end of the entire thing, they interview this woman, and God save her, I don't know this woman from anybody. But here is what she said. She ends up on this show. She's like, well, you know, they just – the cops started shooting, and she starts crying, and she's like, you know, I just feel like I can't be safe anywhere. I can, there's nowhere to be safe. I'm like, what, what planet are you on? There is some inherent risk in living. Every time you get in that caged machine with four wheels driven by an engine that probably produces more electricity than you have in your entire house, and you go 80 miles an hour next to um, hundreds of other people going 80 miles an hour in these steel cage machines, you feel, I'm safe, I'm in control, I'm in my car. I mean, what is wrong with people, Daryl? What have you seen? I know that you guys do a lot of man-on-the-street stuff, so what has been your reaction to seeing – do you see like more people waking up? I should have asked you this before. Do you see more people waking up, or do you see people just completely buying into the facade and, and just diving into the corporate borg and just wanting to be assimilated, basically wanting to be slave, going, you know what? Have martial law drills in Boston. Have do it. Point guns at me. I'm a criminal. Just pull me out of my house with my hands up. That's freedom. Yeah, people are really dumbed down. They've been misled for so long. They don't know what to believe in anymore. And you know, right now is the best time to stand up for our constitution because right now Amen. they're actually they're going and grabbing guns. And Amen. If, if we give up the guns, when are we going to have the chance to be defiant? Oh, done. Once all, it's once done. all the guns are gone. We're going to say, hey, you can't take our guns now. They're going to be like, hey, idiot, we already got them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean it's just people that don't understand history or don't study history or don't even understand how – I think that Americans I, – I just don't get it. I, I don't think you really understand the ramifications or what are what is going on all around you. And if you're in if you're entranced in the voice and if you're entrenched – in popular culture, and if you watch shows like The Following, and Daryl, I told you about this. I didn't tell you the full details. My wife and I were watching that show because it was kind of good, and then it got super cheesy about the fourth episode because they go in, and I, I said this on my show, and you're never going to believe this until you see the episode. You, you would laugh your ass off. But um, they go in, and um, it's this crazy guy, and he's got like a little cult that follows him around, you know, kind of like Alex Jones. He's got his little cult of people. They don't really care about the information. They just care about this guy, and they just worship him and whatever. And so this guy goes um, – he has two guys approach him, and they're like, well, we're going to go, and we're going to go break your wife out of um, you know, federal custody because the cops got her. 
And and he looks at him. He goes, "Do you guys have military training?" And the guy looks at him, Daryl. No shit. Looks at him and says, "No. Even better, we're militia." I'm like, "You got to be kidding me!" And then they go to the place where these militia guys supposedly train, and they got a huge Gadsden flag on there with a "Don't tread on me" and ammo everywhere. And it's like, and then the feds come in and they're like, "Look at these criminals." What are they doing with all this ammo? Meanwhile, DHS can buy 2 billion rounds of ammo, and we're supposed to sit there and go, yes, that is what we want. And, Daryl, I've got a new special little sound effect for you. So I used this on my show last time, and um, every time that we have something that's going to take our civil rights away or is going to infringe on our civil liberties, I think I'm just going to play this from now on. That's, That's it. Real. <laughs> That's real. Just because, just because the people in Boston are sitting there after they've had the fortified tanks and have people with automatic weapons come in and point guns at them, pull them out of their house, and say, you know, put your hands up, keep your hands up, we're gonna go check your house. And it's funny, like the the reporter from Infowars, Dan Badani, was going around and asking people, and they're like. And he's asking them, so did they ask you to leave their house? And this lady's like, no, they just came up and told us that we have to get out, and, you know, we did. <laughs> wow. Well, you're just allowing them to go in your house and do what they want and take whatever they want, which is basically their guns. No, no, no. Remember, they, 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 they had to catch a 19-year-old terrorist that was unarmed and that has not been proven guilty, but yet he confessed after a tracheotomy <laughs> on his, you know, in his hospital bed that he's guilty. You know, yeah. they, they said that he's he's done it. Yeah. Oh, and that brings me to another clip. Go ahead, man. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, they shot the other one, so we can't get any answers from that gentleman, so, yeah. Oh, no, but, I mean, so here is – God, this is a perfect segue. And for all of you that love Fox News, go jump off Short Bridge because here is Mrs. Ann Coulter, one of the contributors to Fox News, with her loving neocon representation about how we need to be – we need to be tough on these guys. And she's on the Sean Hannity Show, and here is what she's got to say. You know, he's got his Miranda rights, the right to remain silent. Oh, those evil uh, Miranda rights. It's a mistake not to treat him as an enemy combatant. The evidence is obviously out there. Right. It's not like we well, need obviously. evidence for the trial because that exists. Right. So what's the point? Also, why not just shoot up the boat? If we're not going to talk to him and get any information about the cell, about any foreign What's influence. What's the point? The cell. Yeah, why not? They should have just kept shooting when they caught him in the boat. Um, just get, get him an automatic death penalty there. I, I mean, I totally agree with you. I've seen this happen a million times. Um, oh, lawyers are cowards. You see them on TV. Opinion mm -hmm. tends to ossify around one one answer. No, a civilian trial. A civilian I, trial I, I'm, not, I'm not worried about the guilty verdict. The no, guilty verdict is coming. I agree. I'm worried about what you know. We need Rick information, Ford. exactly. It is national security information. We need to know what Russia knew. Are they now that they know, you know, what a bang-up job our FBI did after they, the FBI was tipped off by them? Are they going to trust us with their information to be to be presented in a public trial? I mean, I understand why reporters want a public trial, a civilian trial. They want to report on what is what is presented. Do they think they're the only ones who are going to be able to see what's said at a public trial? And I want to know about this this wife as well. You know, one thing that's been sort of confusing in the in the report. Reporting, they say that he married her in 2010, I believe to be true, but they keep saying um, he hit her um, or his, right. girlfriend his girlfriend a year ago. Right. It turns out, which the father, by the way, defended as, um, according to the New York Times, quote, he only lightly hit her. 
um, point two, it, no, the person he hit was another girlfriend right. while he was married to her. I don't care if she knew about this. She ought to be in prison for wearing a hijab. This immigration policy wow. of, of, you know, us assimilating immigrants into our culture isn't really working. No, they're assimilating us into their culture. Did she get a clitorectomy, too? No, you dumb bitch. Yes. You're getting assimilated into the corporate Borg that is going to control your life with RFID chips. You dumbass. Yeah, Zero. I'm a stoner, so she, so she doesn't like me, so I was like, fuck her anyway. But for somebody that really hates firearms, to say they should have shot this this young adult, this teenager, while he's in a boat, that, no, that no is... No trial. We already know. Listen, we know that he's guilty, Daryl. We know this. And the the funniest part of the whole clip, if you've followed this the entire time, the funniest part of the whole clip is where she's like... We gotta talk to Russia. We gotta find out what they knew. What do you mean what they knew? They told your dumbass what was going on. They were like, "Hey, this guy's been to freaking Soviet. He's been to a bunch of terrorist training camps. What are you guys doing? What are you guys doing? Is this Operation Gladio here in the U.S.? What are you guys doing?" And they're like, "Oh, yeah, we um, yeah, the CIA had him over there doing some stuff. Yeah. I mean, what is what 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 is your take on these people that?" That are just – I mean it's – Daryl, everywhere I look, it's authoritarianism. It's on the left. It's you know hardcore authoritarianisms. You know, Masca's liberals say, oh, we don't – listen. We just want your guns because we're all going to live in peace, and, and, and then we're just going to spy on you, and everything's going to be fine, and you know, you know, nobody will ever get injured again. And then you have people like the neocons like Ann Coulter and, and, and Sean Hannity that are like – Dude, let's mark these Muslims. He's a Muslim. She was wearing it, whatever she called it. I can't even remember what she called it. I mean, just, I mean, these people are crazy. What is your take on these on these people? And how do we, how do we as independent individuals that are trying to really encapsulate the human spirit and the human identity, which is to love one another and thrive and not kill and not destroy and not steal and not maim? How do we get our message out of liberty in between these two monoliths of just disinformation and complete and utter disregard for human life? We stand up. That's the only way. We make a statement. We let them know it's either going to be our way or no way because we give these politicians the power. We need to take it back. But when it comes to Sean Handy, he's a gun-toting Conservative, quote unquote, the, the word conservative is misused and abused, and not really understood. Anyway. Those guys are not conservative. Yeah, they are nowhere near conservative. They think that the Federal Reserve is great, and the Bernanke, you know, makes the sun come up. I mean, these guys are crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just outrageous, man. All right, let's move on, man. I that got me a little fired up, but hey, you know, if if you're not if you are not fired up at this point in time in this country. You have got some serious pulse issues. Hey, Daryl, here's a good one for you. This is actually going to – I'm going to dedicate this next clip to Israel. Israel, this is just for you, and don't you forget about it because this is what the United States of America is all about. And then, you, yes, you're going to get a USA USA after this clip, Daryl. This is from George Carlin who was way ahead of his time. I've played it before, but um, yeah, enjoy everyone. Well, a lot of things have happened since the last time I saw you. I just want to talk a little bit about that war in the Persian Gulf. Big doings in the Persian Gulf. You know my favorite part of that war? It's the first war we ever had that was on every channel plus cable. And the war got good ratings too, didn't it? Got good ratings. Well, we like war. 
We like war. We're a war-like people. We like war because we're good at it. And you know why we're good at it? Because we get a lot of practice. This country's only 200 years old, and already we've had 10 major wars. We average a major war in this country every 20 years, so we're good at it. And it's a good thing we are. We're not very good at anything else anymore. Can't build a decent car. Can't make a TV set or a VCR worth of... Got no steel industry left. Can't get health care to our old people. Can't educate our young people. But we can bomb the shit of your country, all right? Huh? We can bomb them out of your country, all right? Especially if your country is full of brown people. Oh, we like that, don't we? That's our hobby. That's our new job in the world, bombing brown people. Iraq, Panama, Grenada, Libya, you got some brown people in your country, tell them to watch the f*** out, or we'll goddamn bomb them. But when's the last white people you can remember that we bombed? Can you remember the last white people? Can you remember any white people we've ever bombed? The Germans. The Germans are the only ones. And the only reason for that is because they were trying to cut in on our action. They wanted to dominate the world. Boom. That's our f***ing job. That's our job. Now we only bomb brown people. Not because they're trying to cut in on our action, just because they're brown. <laughs> now you might be noticing, I don't feel about that war the way we were told we were supposed to feel about that war, the way we were ordered and instructed by the United States government to feel about that war. See, my mind doesn't work that way. I got this real moron thing I do, it's called thinking. <laughs> and I'm not a really good American because I like to form my own opinions. I don't just roll over when I'm told to. Sad to say, most Americans just roll over on command. Not me. Not me. I have certain rules I live by. My first rule, I don't believe anything the government tells me. Nothing. Zero. Zero. <laughs> and... And I don't take very seriously the media or the press in this country, who in the case of the Persian Gulf War were nothing more than unpaid employees of the Department of Defense, and who most of the time function as kind of an unofficial public relations agency for the United States government. Amen. So I don't listen to them. I don't really believe in my country. And I've got to tell you, folks, I don't get all choked up about yellow ribbons and American flags. I consider... I consider them to be symbols, and I leave symbols to the symbol-minded. Uh, what do you think of that, man? That was hilarious. Very true. I mean, and that was over 10 years ago. That was over 10 years ago, that guy. Wow. And, and yeah, this is, this, is, this is for you guys, Israel. This is for you. Now, we're coming over there to Israel. We're going to have to aid them in some way, Daryl. What do you what do you think the odds are that we're going to have to aid, quote unquote, even though we've we've already funded the radical jihadis over there to overthrow Syria. We've given them missiles, we've given them arms, we've given them money, we've given them food. What do you think that the odds are within the next couple of weeks after Israel just carpet bombed them for a little bit? What do you think the odds are that we are going to send more funding or more support to the quote unquote rebels who our government has funded, by the way, and perpetrated this entire egregious act of, you know, 
basically going to overthrow somebody that hadn't attacked anybody, and he hasn't attacked anyone. He hadn't used nerve gas or anything like that. You know, weapons of mass destruction, all, and they're coming out with that again. Oh, the, he's got nerve gas, and come on, man. I mean, how many times are we? Are the American people going to fall for it, and then get, and then just get all up? And I guarantee you, what will happen is they would get out on the street if they were like, "We're going to war with Syria." Here's what happens. I don't know, D. What are you? What are your thoughts on that whole situation over there? <clears throat> well, Obama recently said that you know the Syrian government is using chemical weapons to kill people. Like we haven't, like we're not the only country to ever nuke anybody. But yeah, we're definitely gonna stand with Israel because that's our ally. We're gonna continue funding them because you know. Well, we need that base over there because you know for the empire that is a central base that we have to have right over there in Israel, right in the heart. And, and I just wish people would understand that. That is the relationship with American Israel, guys. The American the American establishment does not like Jews. They don't give a fine rip about Jews. They care about strategic locations. You know, you think that people like you think people like Rumsfeld and people like, you know, the Rothschilds give a flying rip about, you know, who who lives in that country? No. We need the air bases, we need the strategic location, and that's why there's such a push, there was such a push for Egypt. There was a push for Libya because I've already explained this on my show. Gaddafi's like, Hey, I'm gonna start trading you know, I'm gonna start trading oil in um in Euros or gold and <laughs> the US is like you, wait a minute. You you said what now? Oh no, we don't do that. You, you're you're um you're raping people with uh, Viagra. So we're coming over. Same, to take same thing happened with India and Iran. You know, India yep. stopped using our currency to buy Iranian oil. It started mm-hmm. using gold and silver. And that was back in the fifties. I covered that on my false flag show in the fifties, and they're like. They wanted to nationalize the oil supply and stop taking their 20 – they were getting – Daryl, they were getting on – for every barrel of oil they were selling, they were getting something ridiculous like 12% going to their country. And the guy's like, screw this. Let's nationalize it and let's get all the profits. <laughs> yeah, don't think it works that way, boss. We do not play that game. Not when we're talking about oil. That's how they do it. Oh, it's so amazing. It is absolutely so amazing. So, you know, transitioning into all of the stuff that's going on, we do have your loving government in the – I think it was the Senate, Daryl. Yeah, the Senate actually passed the the uh, internet tax, quote-unquote, tax bill. And always watch this, people. Anytime that the, a politician comes out and says, this is going to level the playing field, that means that it is going to pad his pocket and whoever's funding him's pockets – because they are about to make bukus of dollars off of that, and then we'll get into the you know the legalizing all the illegals and all that stuff. But what I want to get, Daryl, what is your take on the internet tax and the internet in general, and why do people that ever have a liberty, you know, a liberty conscience, if you will, or a liberty state of mind, want to keep the internet free of taxation and also want to keep it open source so that we have the ability to create anything that we want? And um, and not be restricted and just let the free market basically control. Well, that's simple. Well, as you already know, they control the newspaper, the television, and the radio. You know, they can't control the internet. That's why they want to add a tax on there, so you know, people that 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 don't have that additional income won't be able to, you know, use the internet or or people that how should I phrase it. They're, they're trying to add what is it? Sale, internet sales tax? What type of uh, internet tax? It's, this, it's the internet sales tax, and basically they're going to start charging people like Amazon and stuff like that. They don't have 
They don't have a sales tax because it's a transaction that happened over the internet. Yeah, they want to tax poor people. That's exactly what it is. For those that don't have a car, they can't go shopping. They mm-hmm. want to add those additional taxes on there. Like the guy that we ran against in Athens, Georgia, uh, what mm-hmm. is his name? Spencer Fry. His mm-hmm. solution of fixing the, the the federal budget was to tax the internet and tax cigarettes. <laughs> Tax the internet and tax cigarettes. What a solution to fix the school budget, the firefighting budget. Hey, how about how about we stop bombing people? Exactly. How, how about that? How about how, we cut politicians' salaries? We, yeah. How about we how about we stop bombing people, and how about we stop letting people like Dianne Feinstein and um, and Nancy Pelosi go into Congress with a couple million dollars and then be worth a hundred and something million? And they're like, oh, I just made some really good investments. Really? You made some really good investments. All right, so D, here we're going to transition into the Internet and why this is so – and what Daryl said is 100% on point. It's because they control everything else, okay? And why is this so scary? Why it's so scary is that you have an FBI agent that came out on CNN the other day. Daryl, I don't know if you've heard this. So – I'm going to play the clip of the FBI agent on CNN, and then after that, I'm going to play the clip of um, the whistleblower. Um, I'm going to I'm going to look for his name because I will get it wrong. Um, William Benny, it's Thomas Draker, and I think it's Bill Benny, are the two whistleblowers from the NSA that are like, hey, this you know spy grid that I built for Russia is actually being used on the American people, and they know everything. But you know everything's fine, Daryl. Don't worry about that. The government loves you. They they would never spy on you. So. Here is the here is the guy that's the um, I think he's the anti-terrorism chief for the FBI and here's what he had to say about the entire situation and about the whole tracking down of the um, the cell phone records for the you know for the quote unquote terrorist terror suspects. Once again, they're still suspects, everybody, but the mainstream media is going to be like, we've got the terrorists, they're the terrorists, they're the terrorists. They're going to keep saying that, but once again, they haven't had a trial yet. They're still suspects. Sorry. Here's the clip. Let's turn our attention now to the phone call between Catherine Russell and her husband, Tamlin Sarnayev. You said something very interesting on Aaron Burnett's show last night. You said that if Catherine Russell does not divulge the contents of this phone call, that the FBI had other methods finding out what was said. What did you mean by that? Well, on the national security uh, side of the House, we're in, the, in the federal government, you know, we have assets. There's lots of assets at our disposal throughout the intelligence community, and also not just domestically but overseas. Mm. Those assets uh, allow us to gain information and intelligence on things that we can't use ordinarily in a criminal investigation but are used uh-huh. for major terrorism investigations or counterintelligence investigations. And you're not talking about voicemail, right? What are you talking about Here it is, I'm talking about all digital communications are... are um, there, there's a way to, to look at digital communications in the past. Uh, I can't go into detail of how that's done or what's done, but I can tell you that no digital communication is secure, and so these communications will be found out. They will, the conversation will be known, and it's just a question of whether or not Catherine Russell decides to own up to what was said prior to that information being known or after the fact. And if it's, it'll be unfortunate for her if she doesn't own up to it completely and fully because the facts of this case, the facts of her involvement and communication with her husband will be known. Oh, yeah, because we record everything that you guys do. Remember, I told you guys this over a year ago. I've tried to tell my parents, my brother, my family. I've tried to tell it. Listen, the government keeps everything that you do. That's why they're building a gigantic billion-dollar database out in Utah. And then Congress says, hey, 
what are you guys building this data super center for? You don't need to know that. That is top secret classified. That is classified information. So, Daryl, what do you think? Isn't that freedom, having the government tracking every digital record that you've ever produced? That is – that's freedom, right? With, with no warrant needed, yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. Remember, and you have to see, guys, the reason that I wanted to pull this up, and I had to bring this to you. And Daryl probably got it too, and here's what happens. Notice how he says this is something that we cannot do in regular civil domestic cases, but in acts of terrorism – remember, we're at war with terror. So at the end of the NDAA, it's like, oh, yeah, well, we can, you can, we can pull all this stuff together and know everything about you and know every transaction that you've ever made, every keystroke that you've ever done, and you know everything's fine, guys. The government loves you so much. And I'm actually looking for this clip right now, Daryl. So, um, I mean, what, what? I mean, have you known that for a while? I, I knew that for. It's, I knew that it was in 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 the um, 1996 Telecommunications Act that they were doing all that stuff. But, I mean, what what are your thoughts on something like that? That they just come out and say that, and everybody just says, "Oh, oh, that's nice." Yeah, oh, I'll, I'll, the Fourth Amendment never meant anything to these people anyway. So it's like, what's the point of even having the, the Constitution? Period. It's like it's nothing but a piece of hemp paper. It's like they don't respect the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, the Third Amendment, the Fourth Amendment, the Fifth Amendment, the whole damn Constitution. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, well, it's like, like Nancy Pelosi says, I stand with the twelfth or the fourteenth. The um, I, I I don't know. I stand with the Constitution. No, you don't. You stand on top of the Constitution and probably urinate on it while the rest of us are trying to trying to restore the republic, and then you come around and start talking about how it's just how it's oh it's um, we're a democracy we're not a democracy when the hell where did you guys go to school hmm. I, I just do not I don't understand these people at all and it looks like I did not load this clip I'm very disappointed <laughs> with myself on this democracy this is not Europe this is not Rome oh here it is <laughs> I've got it it's the very end of the stream so here's William Benny, NSA whistleblower, once again, whistleblower from the NSA, that basically said, came out and said, yeah, they're, they're pulling all the data, and then they can go through and pull every piece of information about you and then pull it back through and know everything about your life. So here is Your Loving Government by a whistleblower, and this is not paraphrasing. This is from his own words. Somebody told me that they can listen to what we're saying by my having this, even if it's turned off. Yes. Here's the here's the real grand design. Every domain, think of a domain as an activity, uh, a specific type of activity, phone calls, or banking is another domain. So if you think of graphing each domain, and then each graph then turning it in the third dimension, the, the trick now is to map through all the domains in that third dimension, pulling together all the attributes that any individual has in every domain so that now I can pull your entire life together from all those domains and map it out and show your entire life. Oh, that's conspiracy theory, Daryl. That is conspiracy theory, isn't it? It's always a conspiracy when you go against the status quo. It's mm-hmm. not like they haven't done these things over and over in history again, so it's mm-hmm. not... Yeah. No, you're. Hey, he, he, this is my idea, and I was actually bouncing it off my friend the other day. What do you think of this? Or maybe you could get Kokesh on board with this. I think that we should pick out a day on the calendar sometime in the future that has no relevance to anything and just call it Conspiracy Theory Day. 
And anytime anybody says anything to you, you just say that's conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. That's conspiracy theory. They're like, oh, that'll be two ninety nine. That's conspiracy theory. Like, why do you keep saying that? Oh, because every time I pre- try to present you with information that goes against the establishment, you tell me that's conspiracy theory. So I'm telling you that you're presenting me with information that I don't believe. So I say conspiracy theory. Yeah, it's a conspiracy that government has been killing our people. Like where I come from in New York City is only a conspiracy that NYPD has killed our – shot our youth so many times and planted guns and drugs on them. It's only a conspiracy. You're crazy. Oh yeah, that never happened because um, you know there was a there was only a, a movie made about New York corruption and the cops and how everybody was corrupt and what was that guy's name? Good gosh, what was that cop's name that blew the whistle on all that stuff? But he Chris, said that, huh? Sorry, I was thinking of LAPD Christopher Dorn. I'm sorry, continue. Oh no, the Christopher Dorn thing is just crazy too. Hey, we're gonna burn the we're gonna burn it down. Light the burners. All right, we burned it down. We burned them down. Good job, everybody. Team, yo, go USA, USA. And then um. <laughs> we didn't burn it down. What do you, no, no, that you guys are misinterpreting what we mean by burn it down. Oh, you guys were talking about, you know, like burn it down, like bring down the house, you know, raise the roof or whatever. You know, get out of here with your crap. So here is um, Daryl. This is um, – and I, and I know that I would highly offend you if I said your boy. But this is our commander in chief and his little – his little farewell speech that he yes, gave. Yes, I, w- I will be very offended. You know what? I, ne- I will never forget that when we were doing that in the Fed rally in Atlanta. And that woman, and you, and, and we've got this on video, everybody, and you can check it out on the YouTube channel at We Are Not Cattle TV on YouTube. Once again, sorry, I, I never shamelessly self promote, but I have to get it out there. Follow me on Twitter, We Are Not Cattle, the number one. Check out the website, WeAreNotCattle.net. Look for big things on the WeAreNotCattle.net site. As soon as I get my incorporation, my LLC set up, whichever one it's going to be, I haven't talked to the accountant yet, but you're going to be able to buy gear. You're going to be able to support us. You're going to be able to do all kinds of things to support the show, to support my activism, to support us getting the truth out about liberty and trying to beat these people in a clear and concise way because we all need to band together Everybody's got different perspectives. Everybody's got different um, – I think, Daryl, you and I talked about this before a long time ago. Everybody's got different ways of presenting the truth and different ways of presenting the liberty uh, effect, if you will. You know, Alex Jones has his shock effect. That's what he goes for. And hey, that woke me up out of my coma and set my ball rolling and started getting me fired up about liberty. Kokesh has got his own deal about how he does it. I like his deal a lot better because he mixes humor in and and once again points out how absurd and and how ridiculous government can be. Daryl has his the exact same way. Is that we all get together and we all have our different ways, so we have to have just a bunch of different outlets bombarding the bombarding the public with the message of liberty, with the message of freedom, with the message of sovereignty, and just try to get them to understand that the mainstream media is not there to hold your hand and walk you down the road of life. And I know – listen, everyone, I know that you've been sold that if you grow up and if you get older and you go and take the corporate job and you work your way up that you're going to be fulfilled, and you're never fulfilled, and you wonder why you're never fulfilled. I made so much money when I was working in corporate America, but I was never fulfilled. I was never one of those people, and I'm, you know, when I say so much money, relatively speaking, I was making $60,000 a year as a single guy. That's a pretty decent living when you're 25. So I was making some pretty decent money, but I was never fulfilled. And why? Because I wasn't in the fight. I wasn't in the animating contest for liberty. 
And that's what we're in now. We are in a real battle with really, really nasty authoritarians. I mean, there's no other way to say it. These people do not care about you or your family or anything. They care about their private jets. They care about who they're going to meet at dinner tonight. They care about who they're going to have cocktails with on Sunday to go and do a meet and greet. They care about the charitable organizations that they're going to get into. Don't forget about the hooker that's waiting for them in the hotel room. Damn it. <laughs> See, I always forget about the good stuff. I always try to focus on all this stuff, and then Dar- reel me back in, Daryl. When I start getting on these rants, reel me back in, man, because we gotta, we gotta try to get these people going. So, Daryl, here is um, neither one of our boys. We did neither one of us voted for him. Um, the um, the deceiver in chief, Barack Obama. We, the people, chose to do these things together. Because we know this country cannot accomplish great things if we pursue nothing greater than our own individual ambition. Unfortunately, you've grown up hearing voices that incessantly warn of government as nothing more than some separate sinister entity that's at the root of all our problems. Mm, Some of these same voices also do their best to gum up the works. They'll warn that tyranny is always lurking just around the corner. Yet, like our founding father said. You should reject these voices. Oh, yeah, just don't listen to Because what they suggest (laughs) is that our brave and creative and unique experiment in self-rule is somehow just a sham with Uh, which we can't be trusted. Nope. We have never been a people who place all of our faith in government to solve our problems. We shouldn't want to. But we don't think the government is the source of all our problems either. I'm from because the we understand that this democracy is ours. And not as citizens, democracy. we understand that it's not about what America can do for us. It's about what can be done by us together through the hard and frustrating but absolutely necessary work of self-government. And class of 2013, you have to be involved in that process. God. Dude, I won't hand it to you. That guy, I mean, excuse me, not hand it to you because you'll probably throw it back at me. That guy is one of the greatest speakers that I've ever heard. Although he sounds like he's going to go, you know, forever and ever amen at the end. He is just a great orator. I mean, what do you think of that, Daryl? Don't listen to the conspiracy theorists that are telling you, just like your founder said, that you know, government is a is a um, is like a fire. It's a fearsome servant and a even fearful. Wait, wait. Well, I'm gonna miss the quote. What do you think, Daryl? I'm gonna pull that quote up. That really makes me mad well, that I forgot. Gov- that. Government is our family, and Obama's your daddy. So you gotta listen to your daddy. He's yeah, always here to help you. Yeah, Chris Rock said that. I mean, who who doesn't like Chris Rock? I mean, come on. I mean, <laughs> that's. That's what it's all about. We just listen. We just I, I tell you what, Daryl, we're going about this all wrong. Maybe we should just maybe we should just you know give all of our paychecks to the government and then let them take care of everything for us. They can tell me what to eat, what to. Oh no, wait, that's Agenda Twenty One. <laughs> Never mind. They've already got that plan in place. No, Agenda Twenty One is not real. Neither is the UN. Neither no. is NATO. Neither conspiracy is Skull and Bones. All neither conspiracy is theory. Neither is G Twenty. They're all conspiracy, conspiracy. theories. Yeah. Conspiracy <laughs> theories. I mean, seriously, don't you see how well that works? I mean, we can just do that every time somebody says conspiracy theory. I mean, that was just absolute ridiculousness, you know. And, and it's like I, I try to explain this to people that don't that don't ever go research it and. 
anybody that does the research will will see the same thing that I saw. And it doesn't take long, guys. I'm not telling you to go sit 16 hours in a library and entrench yourself in all these books and stuff. Just follow the money. Just follow where all this money's going and follow who creates the money. Is it really that difficult? What is our economy? What does our world revolve around? Money and oil. Who controls the money and who controls the oil controls the world? It is really that simple. But if you haven't figured that out on your own, I just gave you the blueprint to go find out what is really going on and why you hear weird things from the media that don't make any sense like the New York or the L.A. Times article that I read. Yeah, gun crime's down, and yeah, people think it's up. So let's now talk about how nobody's been saved by guns, so that's the reason we should ban them. Just absolute yeah. sickness. I, I remember watching this one video on YouTube about this old lady that was on a bus, and she was being attacked by this one guy. And everybody on the bus is just watching her being hit. Like, she's fist fighting with a guy. And mm-hmm. everybody's just watching her, and she asks this one guy, are you going to help me? She, she, homeboy said, no, hell no, that's your problem. So the, this guy there that was attacking is. her was looking, acting as if he was going in his shoe for a gun. Uh, and what did she do? She put out a little twenty two out of her little bra and started shooting at him. While a group of men just stood there and watched her got, get, get beat on. Like, but, that's, but, but Daryl, you and I both know, and that is the, that is the programming. That is the classical conditioning. And I, and I love that people, until your conditioning is broken, you will you will you will defy this till your to your deathbed with me. You will you will sit there and argue this with me to your deathbed. You will sit there and say, "No, that is not what I learned. No, that's not what I learned." Have you ever even pondered the idea that what you learned was a lie? Have you ever pondered that idea? Well, where's this money come from? Don't worry about it. Just go out and buy stuff with it. Okay, that sounds like a good idea. I'm not going to worry because if I don't worry about it and I don't think about it and I don't research it and then I don't really know, then I'm kind of living in this ignorance is bliss kind of deal. Well, guess what? Ignorance has gotten us a very, very scary, very creepy authoritarian government. And if you don't think it's authoritarian, just go watch the videos on my site, wearenotcattle.net, of what happened in Boston. And tell me that's not an authoritarian group of people out there in black uniforms and armored vehicles pulling people out of their houses at gunpoint, trying to find one quote-unquote supposed not even convicted, nor have anything on film, any concrete evidence, you know, a terrorist. I mean, when are you people going to understand that what you are dealing with is so much bigger than government. Now, government is the means that they use to control. Am I right, Daryl? Is the means that they use to control us, but it is so much more in the hierarchy than just the government. You have to work about. You have to work through the the international corporations. And then on top of the international corporations, you have the banking interests. Then on top of the banking interests, you have the the nationalized banking interests, which is like the IMF and the World Bank. And then over them. Which, which not a lot of people even know about, is the International Bank of Settlements, which is, yes, that's the one that the Bushes actually used to, fund the, uh, used to fund the Nazis through World War II. But if you don't do research, you don't know that either. And once again, that's a conspiracy theory because I'm telling you something that you didn't learn in your history books. So maybe that's what it is, Gerald. Maybe if I don't get it in the government brainwashing facility, then it's a conspiracy theory. I, I was getting ready to say that. It's a conspiracy theory. You're crazy. 
That's it. You listen to too much too much Alex Jones and Adam Kokesh and Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Just people that have documented history and people that understand and people that know that human nature is to control and dominate for some. As now my my human nature is to not control and dominate. My human nature is to call out cheaters and to stand up for people and to stand up for myself. You know, Daryl, you you know me as a person. You actually know me in person. Am I a very intimidating human being? Yeah, man, you're scary. You're a crazy conspiracy theorist. I am. <laughs> no, you're cool as hell, bro. Physically, am I an intimidating human being? No, brother. You 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 look peaceful and humble. Like you like. Not at all. Everybody, I am five foot nothing, 130 pounds soaking wet. All right? So I am a, a tiny, tiny person. But what happens is that you have people that are humongous people that, that, don't, that don't stand up, and it just drives me crazy. It's like you look at all this stuff, and then you tell people about it, and then this is my, this is my biggest pet peeve. And I'm sorry, we're kind of going on a rant here, but I, I really enjoy this because it makes me feel better about myself. <laughs> why? Why, oh why, when I tell people things, Daryl, and I say, you know, hey, the government's spiking your food and water. You know, they're giving you GMOs and they're spiking your water with fluoride, which has actually been proven to dumb you down. And they knowingly know that they're doing it and they're funding it. And it's really causing brain damage. That's why cancer is going up. That's why all of these things are going up. And, and a national panel of neurosurgeons that I've read excerpts from on air, neurosurgeons say, hey, this stuff is really bad. It's reducing IQs by 10 points. Dude, IQs by 10 points is a big, big deal. That's not the difference between an A and a B. It's not like that. It's like the difference between an A and a D minus. <laughs> it's the difference between you going and getting a job working at on the NASDAQ stock exchange or you going to get a job working at the TSA. That is the difference in the IQ. It is ginormous. But when you tell people that, you're like – and this, this drives me crazy. Yeah, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? So, Daryl, when you run into people like that, what is, what is your response to those people? Because I know what I say to them. Tell them it's public information. <laughs> no, no, no. When they say that, well, what are you going to do about it? I mean, what do you tell them? I'm going to continue educating people. I'm eventually going to run for office myself and get these elites out of power, and I need you by my side. Like, that's the only way we're going to make change. And I really wish that people could get over the whole right-left paradigm, but it's so fun. It, it, I, I, I will – listen, I'll be the first one to admit it. I fell for political football when I was very young. I voted Republican just because my parents voted Republican, and I know a lot of people out there listening have probably done the same thing. But at the end of the day, everyone, what you have to realize is that corporations are there to make money. They're not there to take care of you. Vaccines are part of Merck and other large, large conglomerates. They're not there to quell your disease. They are there to give you a disease so that they can treat your disease later on in life. I know that sounds very, very crazy, but the fact of the matter is is that doctors, you know, actual MDs that you go to all the time, have taken very little, if any, nutritional classes. So what do you think that they're going to prescribe? Do you think that they're going to prescribe a, a natural remedy you know, most of the time you look at stuff like coconut oil off the charts with its um, abilities to heal the human body. Off the charts. You look at you look at medicinal marijuana, something that Daryl and I are huge advocates for. 
And the reason being, hey Daryl, what was the name of that? What's the name of that gentleman that actually receives a tin full of joints from the federal government to treat his bone cancer? What's the what's his name again? I know you guys have interviewed him. What's his name? Gee, mm, I can't even think of it off the top of my head. Well, you guys do like four or five interviews a week, so I, I'll let you slide on this one. But literally, the guy gets a canister, and he was on the um, he's on the Should Grandmother Smoke Pot, and that's on my YouTube channel. It's on my um, it's on the um, the website and everything. And um, Robert Platchorn talks to him all the time, and I got to get Robert on my show. He's just an incredible guy, and um, you know, this guy gets joints from the federal government. Not from your local state government, from the federal government, because it's the only thing that treats his bone cancer. The only thing. And he's like, I don't take any other narcotics. I just smoke two joints a day, and my bone cancer is in remission. Now, gee, I wonder why Big Pharma would not want you to know things like that. Because they would be out of a – that is a – Billion, or excuse me, that's probably a trillion dollar industry. That is a lot of damn zeros, people. Yeah. And guess what? You ain't worth all them zeros to those elites. You are not worth it. I mean, what, what are your thoughts, Daryl? What, what are some other things that are quote unquote conspiracy theories that we can go over here towards the end of the show? Conspiracy theory industrial hemp is good for the environment. You oh, are, that's yep. another conspiracy theory. It does not. The best biofuels on the planet. It is yeah. not regenerative. It is. It cannot grow in every climate. You, you're a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, you you won't have to cut down 30, 40 year old trees if you you know legalize industrial hemp. You won't have to worry about alternative medicine, alternative fuel. Conspiracy theory. Yeah, conspiracy theory. Hey, my friend actually texted me the other day from um, on Facebook and said that you know if he gets arrested or excuse me, if he gets caught with a vial of hemp oil, it's a felony. Wow. How about that, everybody? That's a free country, isn't it? You get caught with a plant's oil, it can't even get you high, but that will send your ass to jail. Yeah, I apologize for cutting you off. Shout out to my brother, Rich Paul from New Hampshire, who's being sentenced 81 years for yeah, marijuana yeah, yeah. trafficking. I, I should have yeah. covered that. I'm sorry. So go yeah. ahead and give the whole thing again, man. That guy, what what, a, what an evil thought criminal trying to trying to hook his friends up. With some, with some, with some, you know, illicit material, you know, quoted by the federal government, which the whole reason the pot's outlawed is absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, uh, go ahead and give the whole once over, and then tell people where they can go and help him out and support him. Because guys, anybody that thinks that pot is bad, I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys right now, you haven't done any research on it. I don't care if you go out and use it every day. I don't care if you participate. I just want you to know the facts. And if you sit there and say, pot's illegal, pot's illegal, pot's illegal, have you ever looked into why? And if you say no to that, then guess what? You're a douche. Go ahead, Daryl. Yeah, I guess he was selling marijuana, and he got caught with a little bit of heroin, so that's what they basically charged him with for drug trafficking. They they charge him more for the heroin than the marijuana, but mm-hmm. they're mostly talking about the marijuana like that's a dangerous drug, but... It was just crazy, man. The, the the jury found him guilty because they said he committed a crime in, in, in his dirt job to, to to persecute him. No, it's your job to find him not guilty of a nonviolent crime. Well, see, that's the thing is that these juries have – and God, you know what? Screw you guys on law. You know, quit watching Law and Order and stuff like that. I bet that, I bet that 90% of the population doesn't know, Daryl, that if – 
that if you go in there with the opportunity to plea your case and you say, well, you know what? Here's the deal. If you, the jury – it's called jury nullification, everybody. You all have the right to it. Look it up. <laughs> if you believe as a jury that this law is bogus, you can actually acquit me, even if it's on the books as being a federal offense, even if it's on the books as being a crime. If you go, this guy had – he had a gram of pot in his car, and he had um, he had a gram of pot in his car, and he had one beer to drink, and we're going to throw him in jail for 15 years? No, nah, I don't think that that's right. I think we should just go ahead and say that I think that this law doesn't apply to him. But most people don't know that. They've watched Law and & Order, and all they do is they just show the you know the attorneys get up there, and they do their dance, and then it's like, oh, okay, well, what do you guys find him? We find him guilty. All right, great. They don't have any of the backdoor discussion about what's going on. It's always about the case, never about the law. It's always about the case. What do you think he did it? Did he do it? Not of ever, not ever. Hey, wait, is this law just? Is this something that we should really be putting people in prison for? But they'll get into the real reason. And anybody that's listening to this show knows. And don't listen. Don't listen to the the British girl. We're gonna go over overtime, guys. We're gonna go probably five minutes into overtime. So, if you want to check out the rest of what we're gonna say. Check us out, wearenotcattle.net. You can listen to the live stream there, or you can download it on Blog Talk Radio or any other Android device. So go ahead, Daryl. What is the – I mean uh, this this aggravates me to, to no extent, the people that are just mindless and they don't care anymore. Now, what is going to happen to these people that don't care, that are always saying that, well, I never do anything wrong? What is going to happen to them? Just explain to them very clear and concisely – what is going to happen to these people that say, well, I never do anything wrong? Well, you might call me a conspiracy theory, but we're going to be throwing – I am going to call you a conspiracy theory. We're going to be thrown in those jails that you know those terrorists were supposed to be thrown into that when Obama closed Guantanamo Bay, you know, those concentration camps, those places. Oh, yeah, when he closed that. He closed Guantanamo. Remember, he was going to do that. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. He, stopped, he stopped torture. He stopped all that. Yes, yeah, we we went solar and all that good shit. But yeah, we're gonna be locked away. We're gonna be treated like criminals. No, we're gonna be treated like cattle. We're gonna be treated like a product they can sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's disgusting. USA! 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 I was just Freedom. waiting. I was just waiting for you to end. Um, <laughs> and my team on voice. <laughs> oh gosh, people, listen. We are in the matrix. And I hate to say that to you because it sounds so crazy. But here is just a prime example of why we're in the Matrix. Because, Daryl, if you – don't do this later because Kokesh will send you to jail for this. Do not point a pencil at anybody and go bang, bang. Don't do it. Here, here Listen listen to this little thought criminal, this third-grade thought criminal that actually point, pointed a pencil at his buddy and said, bang, bang, bang. And here is what happened. So I'm going to get your take on the backside of this, Daryl, because this is this is just too beautiful. This is this is this is love from the government right here. This is just wrapped up with a bow and sending you chocolates and flowers and everything. This is love right here. It was a child's imagination that got him in trouble. Second oh, he was a thought criminal. That's what happened. For pretending an everyday object was a gun. Some say the Suffolk school system took its zero tolerance policy too far. Only ten on your side's Ann McNamara talked to the boy and Some school say. administrators. Ann? Tom, seven-year-old Christopher wasn't playing with a real weapon. He was just playing with his pencil. He pointed it at a friend during class, and today I asked him to show me the action that got him suspended. 
And he, he literally holds a pistol. And what is that that you're doing? A machine gun noise. Seven-year-old Christopher Marshall pretended a pencil was a machine gun, and now he's sitting at home suspended from the second grade. He's just being a typical boy. You're taking away his imagination. Christopher's father, a former Marine, says the school overreacted. It's gone too far. Enough is enough. I mean, where do we draw the line? You know, I mean, um, a pencil. I mean, was it sharpened? Was it not? Is it a number two? I mean, what's the big deal? You know, I mean, he's just being a kid. A spokesperson says the school has a zero-tolerance policy when it comes zero to weapons. Tolerance. And a pencil can be considered one. A pencil is a weapon when it's pointed at someone in a threatening way and gun noises are made. I was playing on playing stuff. Christopher will tell you he was pretending to be a Marine, just like Dad, not trying to scare anyone. Some children would consider it threatening, who are, you know, are scared about um, shootings in schools or shootings in the community. There's going to pe be people that are overly sensitive because, because of what has happened, but you also have to bring what used to be called common sense. No, play. that's and called conspiracy time, Christopher won't be doing this <clears throat> anymore. By the way, Christopher had good grades, never was a problem in class before. He's suspended for two days. He could have been suspended for as many as ten. The school system evaluates every situation differently. Age, good standing can lessen the punishment. I'm Ann McNamara, 10 on your side. Dude, how much does that sound like prison? Age, good standing, and what he did before can really lessen the crime. Are you serious? Hey, Daryl. That kid is obviously a thought criminal. I mean, look at that. I mean, just pointing a pencil at somebody. That did you, you heard the principal, you know, that's threatening. Pointing a pencil at somebody is threatening. Why don't we just send those people to like um well we'll send them all to what's a what's a state that nobody likes? Oh, North Dakota. We'll send all you guys to North Dakota and you can all be jellyfish up there and then we'll all have our civil liberties and we'll all just, you know, be compliant. And sit here in the United States and you know worship the Bill of Rights Constitution and and actual the rule of law. So what do you think of that, Daryl? That is con don't seriously do not point a highlighter at Kokeshlater because that is threatening. I'm actually looking for a pen pencil right now. I'm gonna go. I'm actually gonna physically poke somebody. No, I'm don't. Not, Darryl, I'm not gonna. They're gonna take you away. <laughs> Yeah, but you, that heard, kid, you can be suspended for up to ten days for pointing yeah, a pencil at somebody. He, he's he's going to grow up to be a banker. He's 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 going to be a terrorist. I can just tell. Oh, dude, that guy is a thought criminal, isn't he? What a joke! <laughs> I mean, what? Oh, it just really it really grinds me up, man. That that every why does everything have to be about stomping on my civil liberties? Why does everything have to be about that? Why do we have to go to – hey, Daryl, why do we have to go to free speech zones when the, when the G20 comes here? Why do we have to go there? I thought we, I thought we have the First Amendment. It's like when Kokesh said when he was on the sidewalk and that – and the um, – not even the cop. What is he? A parks police comes up to him and starts giving him a, a hard time and says, sir, sir, you cannot you, – you can film, but you can't have your, your, your camera on the sidewalk. Yeah, that's crazy. And, you know, we went back the next week to record on the sidewalk. They had it all blocked off because of the Boston bombing. Like, it was like a 10 feet, 10 foot distance. Let difference. me guess. Let me guess. They had it blocked off with police tape. Like, you can't get through it. Yep. It was only, <laughs> it was only a 10 foot difference from where you normally can stand. Oh, God. Listen, everybody. Hey, guess what? The cops can't keep you safe. Government can't keep you safe. Terrorism is a figment of your imagination. 
USA, USA, USA. But hey, if you guys all want to be slaves, then so be it. Daryl and I are not going to go down with that ship. So Daryl, let's um let's recap really quick on the uh, on the march for um for Adam. When is that happening? Date time. People who want to get involved, give out your stuff. I'll give out my stuff, and we'll end the show here. I think we've done a lot of good for everyone that um, is in the liberty movement, and um, also. Hopefully I've given you a little bit of comic relief because, guys, frankly, I cannot keep doing this with a straight face because this stuff is getting way too crazy. Yes, awesome. That will be July 4th, you know, Independence Day. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. So you're actually going to use – you're going to march with weapons on the District of Criminals, which is actually not even a part of the United States. Everybody look into that. The – what is it? The – I'll actually look that up. It's the – I believe – it's the act of um, the DC Act of 1787. I'm, I'm going to look that up while you finish plugging your stuff. Go ahead, man. Yeah, it's going to be. We're going to start off in Virginia. We're going to cross across the Memorial Bridge. We're going to go around Capitol Ave, Supreme Court building, and then we're going to take it to the White House and peacefully. Once again, peacefully return back to Virginia across the Memorial Bridge. We will start uh, rounding up people at 9 a.m. Once again, that's July 4th. Adam vs. the Man is his official website. Cripron Paul is your boy. That is also the YouTube. We are not cattle.net is official news network. There it is. And also, what's your Twitter handle, guy? I know you don't use it very much, but give out your Twitter uh, handle. Twitter is uh, Go Around Paul 2012. Facebook me at facebook.com backslash Go Around Paul 2012. Daryl Young is the name. Okay. So actually, I was really close. It was um, I said 1787. I just I got a really bad thing about numbers. I can do math, but I cannot remember numbers because I have <laughs> a slight bit of dyslexia. So I'll scramble things. It's the District of Columbia Organ- Organic Act of 1871, and I will read you briefly what it is. The District of Columbia Organization Act of 1871, formerly the act to provide a government for the District of Columbia, is an act of Congress that repealed the individual charters of the cities of Washington, D.C. and Georgetown and established a new territorial government for the whole District of Columbia, which they uh, then again in turn turned it into a corporation. And i got to find which act that was, too. That is the District of Columbia Act, and anyway, I'll, I'll read you guys off the other act next time. But hey, listen, I'm a conspiracy theorist because I actually know stuff and I don't believe what the mainstream media tells me. So, you know, you guys take all your conspiracy stuff. If you want to email me, you can email me at jake at wearenotcattle.net or you can find me on the website wearenotcattle.net or the YouTube wearenotcattle.tv. And also follow me on Twitter, We Are Not Cattle, the number one. That's it for the show this evening, guys. Thanks for listening and everybody. Once again, guys, get a friend, get informed, and get involved, and let's try, let's try to not be slaves. That's real. Appreciate your time, brother.